Welcome to room 4216. I'm so glad you've come. Hello, everybody. It's Pastor Dave. Oh, oh, uh, hello, everyone. It's Cecilia Lee. Mm-hmm. You all remember I have trouble sometimes here in room 4216 because I'm so sleepy. Well, today it's her turn, not mine. Okay, I came just... in and she said, I don't know. And I had a shaker and waker and baker and... Yeah, just about... Well, this morning he was saying... My brain's just not with it. It's scattered everywhere. I don't know. Well, it's true this morning, but now I'm wide awake and ready to go, and uh, you're not. Well, I'm awake enough to tell you that we have some questions. Oh, questions. Yes, um, ma'am. I was asked to ask these by uh, one of the listeners here in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, going back to chapters 32 and 33 of Genesis. Jacob wrestling at night and then meeting his brother. Mm-hmm. Okay. Why did Jacob and God wrestle all night in the first place? We don't know how long they wrestled, whether it was the full night or part of the night. Um, We really don't know. We know that Jacob was patrolling in the camp alone Mm -hmm. and and, and that was at night and he had sent... uh, his people across the river, mm-hmm. and uh, and then the one he was wrestling with when he saw it was coming to dawn, he touched him in the hip so he could leave. So we really don't know if he wrestled all night long. Um, nope, sorry, we don't know. So, okay. Uh, next question. Mm-hmm. Why did um, God say to Jacob, you have struggled against man and against God and have overcome. But Jacob didn't win in the end. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what The question is really, what did Jacob overcome? He didn't overcome God. He overcame the sinful nature that was deep within him. For that's what this battle was really about. Was God helping Jacob depend on God alone and not just on himself and his wit, which he had been doing for umpteen years up till now. And as she said, we're not talking about just this wrestling battle. We're talking about the the battle, the 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 fight with himself that he had fought for years. And which we all have because of our sinful nature. That which is part of us because we are now a part of the fallen race and which God lovingly taps and drowns in waters of baptism, as some believe, or uh, through conversion and, and puts to death the old nature so that we'll be a new person. That's what's overcome. Oh, oh, and I don't know if we mentioned it last week, time or not, this is a direct connection then to John chapter 1 verse 4, where um, if you remember 1, 2, and 3, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, nothing was made that wasn't made but through the Word, and then it goes on to say, and um, um, in him was life, and the life of the light of men, and it, and he wrestled with the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it, Right. that is the light, the light. Okay. Why was Jacob limping uh, after God touched his hip? He was hurt. I'm sorry? He was hurt. Well, yeah. 
But why didn't God just heal him in the first place and, and, and make it all better after the wrestling match? I could be snarky here, but I'll just be nice and say, so Jacob would remember the battle all the time? Every time he'd walk and limp, he'd be reminded of God. Not just of the battle that night, but how God had worked and won the battle of his heart to trust in him, meaning Jacob trusting in God. The, and the, there's many times in our lives that, that God does this as well, that he doesn't give us instant healing or perfection here mm-hmm. on this side, but lets us live with the struggles. Paul points that out when he says, three times I prayed that God take the thorn from me. This is in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12. And God said, no, my power is made perfect in your weakness. And Paul goes on to say, for when I am weak, then he is strong. It's when we are weak and we are hurting that we really rely on God, not just ourselves. So the limping was like a scar. Mm -hmm. And a dear pastor friend of mine once said, a scar is a sign of God's healing. Mm, It is. It is. Yeah. And the, the last question Jacob sent a gift to Esau. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, oh, it was a bunch of sheep and donkeys One and whatever. One after another, after another, yeah. after another, right. And Jacob said to himself, maybe Esau won't kill me when I give him all these gifts. Mm-hmm. So, was he really being genuine in sending that gift? Or was he doing it more for self-protection? Jacob was being generous and uh, trying to show the change of his heart externally. And how better to the one from whom he stole but to generously give. That's just what God does to us. He generously gives to us to show us his heart. But I still don't feel like you've answered the question. Hmm. Jacob said... If I give him all these gifts, he won't kill me. Uh, 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 uh. Is that really what he said? What, what are the exact words? I can words? look it up in Genesis. It says, perhaps he will not kill me. The word perhaps is he's trying to help Esau understand his heart has changed. He doesn't know if Esau is going to kill him or not. But he wants Esau to know that his heart has changed. And so he gives the gifts. I think I began... To- Maybe he won't kill me. Maybe he'll understand that my heart is different now. It's it's not, oh, well, maybe he won't kill me and I'll be fine, period, end of report. It's maybe he won't kill me. Maybe he'll see who I really am now. It's really hard when people have been deceived, tricked, and and, and betrayed to once again regain the trust. And that's why the big question mark in Jacob's heart, and that's why he sent so many with the, the same words, your servant gives these to you. Ah. Pastor Dave, we're going to start with uh, Genesis chapter 34, right? Shall I start reading? Um, Yes and no. 
Yeah. We are going to start with 34, but we're going to find the next mm, almost five chapters are an interesting saga of the kids of Jacob. So I want to first just cover in a, a brief way what each of these chapters are. What's chapter 34? I think you have some headings there, do you uh, not? Yeah. Chapter 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dinah and the Shechemites. Who Di- was Dinah again? Dinah is the daughter of Jacob. And we'll talk more about that later, but it's a bad episode, and we'll find out why. Okay. Uh, so, uh, 35. Um, Chapter 35 heading? Jacob returns to Bethel. Yeah, and we'll find when he comes back to Bethel, there's several things that happen there that are just minor, but they all tie in. How about 36? 36. Esau's descendants. Now, Esau is the brother of Jacob, not one of the kids of Jacob. You're correct. And so we don't lose, because some people might go, why in the heck, where where did it happen to Esau? Uh, He came on the scene and they made up and all. So this does talk about that, but in just a slight way. But let's go on. Chapter 37. 37 is... Joseph's dreams. Oh, Joseph I know this is story. one of the one of the uh, twelve, and mm-hmm. he has some dreams. But it doesn't end up to be a dreamy story, but more of a nightmare. <laughs> How about thirty-eight? Thirty-eight. Judah and Tamar. Tamar is his daughter-in-law, married to some of his sons, and that too is a pretty ugly Wait, story. Some of his sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get to that. Oh, so, okay. we want to talk about these in brief. So, again, we have chapter 34 was... Uh, Dinah and the Shechemites. Okay, that's one daughter. Chapter 35... Jacob returns to Bethel. Yep, and, and we'll find there a, a big story about Reuben, his oldest son. And then chapter 36... Uh, Esau's descendants. Yeah, we don't want to forget the brothers, and and, and so we do that. And then uh, chapter 37. Joseph's dreams. Mm-hmm, and it gets him in a lot of trouble. And then 38. Judah and Tamar. And we find out what a scoundrel he is. These are all here to really demonstrate as much as Jacob's heart has turned to the Lord, and he has stopped being the... the um, uh, Rascal, the spoiled brat... His sons haven't learned yet. Cecilia, I have decided, you know, we see so much of you, Deb and I, I think we're just going to adopt you as one of our daughters. Oh, wow! Would you want to do that? Yes! Oh, when do I move in? Yep, you you move in, oh. and, and and you'll be part of our family, and 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 we'll do everything together. Yep, yep, yep. But there's only one thing you need to do, though. What's that? What's that? I'll do it. I'll do anything. Um, in in, in the Andrus household, on on the the big toe of the right foot. Yeah. Um, we don't have toenails, and so we have to pull out your toenail on your. Right, big toe. Oh, well, okay. Um, that that's fine. I'll, uh, you'll, we'll have anesthetic, of course, and and so that won't be so bad. So you want to do it, huh? Sure. Okay. If that's all it is. Yep. Yep. So, here's the thing. 
Um, tomorrow when you come, we'll yank out that toenail, and then uh, you're part of the Anders family, and then we're going to go on a two-mile walk, because we always walk in the mornings, you know? Wait, tomorrow after the... I mean, I'll have the anesthetic for a little while, or I suppose I will. What, you don't think you can do it? Well, I mean, I really wouldn't want to not be adopted, so... uh, uh, All right, I suppose I can do it. I mean, yes, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Well, you know what the problem is, though, is if you find out that once we pull that toenail and you can't, I'll have to kill you. Because those who, who can't, well, I, I, that's just the way it goes. You, but, but, but what about the... Uh, the, the... <laughs> okay, calm down. Easy, easy. I, as funny as that may sound and goofy, <laughs> in a way, this is what happened in chapter 34 of Genesis. Dinah is, and we're not sure whether she was actually raped by somebody or whether she consented. And the, the, the commentaries are all over the place on this. And, and it, it doesn't really matter. All we know is she had sexual relations with uh, one of the people of Canaan. And, the, um, and the, when the word got back to Jacob, he was a little bit concerned. And he said, hey, listen, if, if that man will become part of our family, we'll accept it. And um, two of the brothers heard that and went, hmm, well, the way they become part of their family and the family of God at that time was circumcision. Circumcision is having part of the foreskin of the male penis being removed. And when that happens, it's very painful for an adult. That's usually done with little kids when they're just a day or two old. Doesn't sound pleasant. And so when that they, the man said, yes, yes, yes. In fact, the whole city said, yes, yes, yes. And while they were wreathing in pain for the next three days, uh, Simeon and Levi just walked through the town and plunged their swords into all these men's uh, hearts and killed them. Ugh. They took revenge, is basically what you want to say. They took revenge because they took their sister's honor away. What? This is in the Bible? I mean, mm-hmm. you've got rape, first of all, or, or something like it. And then you've got these two people killing off this whole city. Were they right? Were they wrong? Well, it's interesting because actually in that day there was a custom, and it was an understood custom, that if a woman's uh, honor was taken, if she were to marry that man, she was held then back in honor. But if she came home without that man, she would be totally disgraced. Even if it wasn't her fault? Correct. Uh, Correct. Oh, that's fair. And here's the dilemma. Um, Jacob, remember, he worked for his wives many years in a way to pay off the debt to get them. He was understanding a negotiation. This is part of life back then, in a way, to negotiate with the people for your spouse. And so he figured this was an amicable way to deal with this and get away from having major problems with this city. And it was the two brothers who took advantage of this, not Jacob. 
And because the two brothers did this, this was outright murder because they were taking advantage of a situation. (laughs) What more do I say? Well, now we move on to chapter 35. Yeah, yeah, and well, in chapter but I refuse to read. Uh, uh, I refuse to read. Well, I can summarize just as well as you can. Ooh. So, first, we've got Jacob has to leave because of the murders. Yeah, yeah. The town was a small town or a small city, uh, but there were other ones around that uh, would have ganged up because of this uh, deceitfulness that was done by uh, Levi and Simeon. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's and, what murder gets you. Mm-hmm. Then Jacob gets to Bethel. And uh, uh, if you remember back in Genesis, Bethel is where uh, he has the dream about the angels going up and down the... Oh, yeah, in the, chapter 28. Yeah. And uh, so God reaffirms his blessing to Jacob there again. That would be important at this point after two deaths and running. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Then um, we've got the deaths of... Rachel? His wife. Mm -hmm. Oh, she gave birth to Benjamin and she died in childbirth. So Mm -hmm. sad. And Deborah? Who's Deborah? Deborah is Rebecca's nurse. She came... Rebecca? Yeah, Isaac's Isaac's wife. Um, She came with Rebecca from the household of Laban and uh, stayed with her all these years. Um, so prob- Deborah probably would have helped raise Jacob, and so she just kept going. Jacob did a kindness in having her be with him all that time, and so that special gal then died. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And Isaac died. Ooh, his father. Hmm, mm-hmm. That would be hard for Jacob, as now he is alone and he is the head of the family. Uh, then we've got this interesting, you called it a big story, but it's really only a couple of sentences. Mm. Uh, Reuben sleeps with Bilhah. And who is Bilhah again? Bilhah was uh, Jacob's concubine, uh, the mother of uh, some of his children. And uh, she was uh, um, uh, Leah's, Leah's handmaiden. So Reuben, a son, kind of in a way with a mother-in-law, slept uh, yeah. with her. Ooh. Well, there's some ugliness again. With that, now we move on to chapter 36. 36 is the genealogy of Esau. Uh, names, names, names. I don't want to read names. It's interesting. These names all have meanings behind them, and that's part of why they're there. They're usually named a, a given... How can I say it? They, they reflect the people of who they are. And so with that, we find out a bit about the person. We do. Well, if you knew the full name, yeah. But we're not given the full name, and we're not given any meaning to the name in this list. Well, that's why we're going to skip it and just say this is the genealogy of Esau. Okay, but we can't skip it completely. Well, it doesn't lead to Jesus as Savior. No. I'm guessing it's here because the 
readers would have said at the fire pit as they're hearing these stories, but what about Esau? What happened to him? He made up with with, uh, Jacob. And so this was put in here simply so we see that he had many descendants and God blessed him too. Well, yeah, and we know that, and that's great. But sitting around the fire pit, you want more than just a list of names. You want deeds. You want actions. Well, quite frankly, the writer doesn't give us that. He just wants us to know that God blessed Esau, and he had many descendants. And there's only, there is illusion, by the way, in these that he moved down to the country of Edom, which is south of uh, in the mountains, and that'll become important later as they become the Edomites. Yeah, and uh, by the way, if you want to learn more about the Edomites, we did a study on Obadiah a while back. It does talk a lot about the Edomites. Mm-hmm. But more than that... It's just a genealogy. And now to chapter 37, and very familiar Bible story for me, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. It's Joseph and his dreams. Yeah, but... I actually want to skip the story at the moment. Wait, we can't skip a chapter in the in this book. Well, we're going to... Well, we sort of skimmed 36, but at least we mentioned it. We're going to be dealing with Joseph from chapter 39 on. It's the whole story of Joseph. And I'd like to take 37 and do it contiguous with contiguous? 30... Isn't that the right word? I don't know. Continuously? Continue, I guess, continuously, yeah. All that we'd like to say at this moment was Joseph, um, because of the dreams, because he was rather proud and arrogant and and saying to his brothers, I'm better than you, basically, um, the brothers got mad at him, really mad, and they were going to kill him. That's what Judah wanted to do, kill the dumb brother. Reuben, however, said, no, no, and uh, he suggested selling him into slavery, and that's what they did. Uh, um, They sold him. Uh, to a caravan that was going down to Egypt. That's 37. We'll come back to that more. Uh, Judah got a wife for Ur, uh, his firstborn, and her name was Tamar. But Ur... uh, the story of Judah and Tamar, and it is something to read, let me tell you. Yeah, it is, and we think we got bad stuff on TV today. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. This is rated R, rated X stuff. Um, and that's part of the reason it's in the Bible, to show us how bad things had really gotten. And really? we're getting. Mm-hmm. But I'm getting ahead of myself here. Uh, with this chapter... We find first that Judah uh, left his father. He's of age, and he's mm-hmm. going to establish himself. What? Where did he go down to? Um, Adullam. And this is a, a Canaanite area. And then he got a Canaanite wife, did he not? Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she had three sons. Yeah, isn't it interesting? Uh, here we had Abraham and Isaac and Jacob so concerned about the wives and don't be part of the Canaanites, and yet... Judah turned around and did it. Yeah. And this is, well, I'm getting ahead of myself again. Um, Three sons, and the oldest one, uh, it says that Judah got a wife for her. Uh, For him. Yeah, for him, and it was? uh, Her name was Tamar. Tamar. 
And yet, um, the oldest son died very quickly, it says. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the custom. Now, I know you're going to ask a question about this. It was the custom of the day that if a, uh, a male dies, who is the firstborn, his next brother should lay with the, the, the dead man's wife and give seed or children to raise up in his family. Uh, so the the children would not be called his children, but would be called the children of his dead brother. Correct. It was in, in, in a way this is raising up, believe it or not, the uh, the wife. Because if they didn't have children for that brother, she would just be a widow oh, and, yeah. and thrown aside, and 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 it'd just be terrible. Kind for of like her. we talked about with Dinah, the whole disgrace and all that exactly. stuff. Exactly. And so this custom was trying to prevent a disgrace from happening, as weird as it sounds to us mm-hmm. in our world to have a brother lay with his wife's uh, his brother's, his brother's wife. wife. Yeah, but that's what they did in order so that there could be children. Well, the the brother uh, did lay with her, but he realized, hey, if I have children by her, then those children are going to be uh, the heirs, and they get all the land and the property and daddy's name and all this, and not me. But if she doesn't have any children, heck, then I, it comes to me. Uh-huh. So just before uh, the, the sexual relation uh, finishes and he ejaculates uh, seed into her, he pulls his penis out and drops it to the ground, which means he took advantage and ravaged her but didn't do the, 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 right, thing. the right thing according to those customs. So he did a double wrong. That's rather devious. Quite, quite. Okay. He died. Now, the youngest one, third one, is supposed to do it, but um, Judah realizes, man, these, this gal is killing off my, my sons, and, and whether he did purposefully or negligently, he didn't give the third son to Tamar at all. And um, when Judah's wife then died, Tamar laid a plot and schemed because she realized she was going to have no kids, and therefore she would be a disgrace. And so she tricked the trickster. Mm-hmm. And she uh, dressed up as a prostitute, laid in wait as he was traveling, because she was in the household. She knew where he was going to go. She got there first. She laid with him. But he, she said, ah, but what are you going to give me if I lay with you? And, and uh, he, he said, well, I don't have anything. I don't have any money at the moment. So she said, how about your staff? And your signet. And these were important uh, pieces of identity of who the person was. I guess Judah was so hopping crazy for a woman, he said, sure. And uh, he said, you keep these and I'll send a kid in his place. I mean a goat. A, a goat. Yeah, that's what he meant. A kid is a, is a baby goat. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, a week later, he sent down the kid. But there was nobody there at the corner where it was. And of course He was not. so puzzled by this. And uh, he a couple times tried to find out who she was, but couldn't. Then the news came out that Tamar, your daughter-in-law, is pregnant. She should be stoned for adultery. And he brought her out. And uh, do you have anything to say? And she... Yeah, I love this part. (laughs) ...sent out the signet and the staff and said, The man who owns these laid with me. This is the father of my child. The father of my child. And uh, Judah went, "Uh oh Yeah. He realized he was had 
because he was the father and he realized what she was doing was uh, uh, trying to have children so she would be extended and he had uh, not done what he was supposed to do but the trickster was tricked again all of that through sex. Man, oh man, oh man. And as you said, we think things on TV are bad these days. So, we've looked at chapters 34 through 38. Is there some thread that connects all these chapters? Mm-hmm, there really is, and it was with the questions we asked and answered about Jacob. Um, Jacob finally learned in uh, by the near the end of his well, I don't know about the end of his life, but uh, when he wrestled with God, that God had to overpower and destroy the old nature within himself. That he had to stop trying to depend on his wit, his trickery, his ways of doing things. And we see that none of his sons got it, whether it be Reuben or Judah or Joseph. We're seeing perfect examples of how, without God, we're left to our own devices, which just gets us in a lot of trouble. And we're going to see that coming up also, but when we trust in God, he's there to help us. Because even as we end the show always, we're not alone. And with that in mind, do write us with any thoughts that you might have at info, I-N-F-O, at not-alone.net. And remember, until we gather again, we are not alone. Do come back again to room 4216. Credits. Our sincere thanks go to Terry Nord and Robert Vaughn for their interlude music.